Okay, this is funny. When asked one of the number one things many people say is the most uncomfortable time during Thanksgiving is during the prayer. Prayer should not make us uncomfortable, y'all. We are actually told in the Bible not to worry about everything and to pray. Yet the prayer is what we're going to get worried about. (laughs) Let's talk about prayer today. Hi, you are listening to the Finding Faith Above podcast. I am Shelby Hosfield on a mission to help you find the truth and mental peace that you are striving for after leaving the church. Here's a hint. It's all about grace, girlfriend. Here we are pushing past the baggage of religion and discovering how to live our purpose through God's grace, not works. I spent years turning my back on him after leaving the church, but he never gives up on us. Here we are discovering what it means to be a Christian as an adult, as a mom, as someone just finding faith. How does our life, our mindset, our family, business, everything around us change when we lay it all down and we decide to walk with him? This is Sunday School Mixed with the best coffee talk with your girlfriends. You are listening to Finding Faith Above. Okay, y'all, so being worried about the prayer is pretty silly and a little bit backwards, but I get it. I do get it because when there is a specific way in which a prayer is said that fits more in line with the tradition rather than authenticity, well, let's just say it makes those of us who left that tradition, religion, church have moments of ugh (laughs) rather than peace with the Lord. Uh, When all we're doing is saying thanks for the meal and thanks for our family, how fancy does it really need to be? For myself, I don't think I would really care or know the difference if I hadn't had some really amazing, great prayer experiences with some women who are just utterly amazing, who when they pray, it literally feels like God is in the room with you. And it's just magical and amazing because it's like you're, you're transported to where you're like sitting in the room with God. <laughs> and it's like a completely different experience. So... I had never prayed like this before. Uh, when I, I was, you know, never in a room much growing up in church of, you know, a ton of women sitting around praying. Um, never had I been in a room with a bunch of women praying like that. Um, my beautiful friends prayed for each other, though. When we sit here and we do these prayers, they pray for each other and they give thanks and they give repentance and they do it with all of their heart in with everyone. You know, and it's just like a whole experience and, uh, and it's just beautiful, which makes going back to a prayer that is, you know, with others that's still very, I guess, legalistic and it it has to have certain ways in which we talk and certain ways in which we do things. It it makes that not feel, not feel authentic. Feels like we're, we're not talking to God, but, but what does God really say about how we are supposed to pray? And that's a big question. You know, I mean, are we supposed to use like a certain script? Are we supposed to say certain specific prayers or have certain ways in which we talk? Uh, What is, you know, what does the Bible say about how we are supposed to pray? So a while back, I sat through, it was kind of interesting. So uh, there's a couple different churches that we go to now, um, both non-denominational churches. Um, One of them is a little bit smaller. That's where my daughter does her youth group. And then another one is, I guess what you would consider kind of more of a mega church. Um, It's a really big one here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's a huge church and it's all over now. I mean, it's it's a big one. Um, And the pastor there, he's he's funny and he keeps it lighthearted, but this other small church is actually very similar. It's just much more intimate and much smaller. And it just so happened, and I have no idea why I think God was just trying to get me to 
learn about prayer a bit more. Um, but we went to the smaller church and then a couple weeks later, uh, the pastor at the bigger church was talking about the same thing and it was about prayer. And I'm like, holy smokes, like this is kind of a crazy coincidence that that happened. But it was wonderful to get to hear both of their perspectives. And I learned so much about the Lord's Prayer and what he is um, trying to convey to us about how to pray through uh, this simple passage that's in Matthew. So many of us have heard this, especially if we went to Catholic Church ever in our entire lives. We have definitely heard it. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead and give you the Lord's Prayer now. It starts off uh, with um, a little passage beforehand and then jumps into the the actual Lord's Prayer that I, we all know. So start off with, um, this is Matthew 6, 5. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then some manuscripts also have this part, and I really like this part. I feel like it's important. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. That's Matthew 6, 5 through 15. And let's get into a little bit more about what this means. <laughs> so I don't have prayer all figured out. Um, I am no one really to judge. But when I do pray, I try to speak to God as genuinely as possible. And I have had amazing experiences building a relationship with God through, through prayer. Um, but I listened to, you know, those couple of great sermons and, you know, it brought me back uh, hearing the Lord's Prayer to sitting in Catholic Church with my grandma, <laughs> which I have some kind of really fond memories um, of doing that and, and being there with her. But uh Let's go ahead and take a look, though, at what this, the Lord's Prayer, like break it down. What is he trying to say to us? Let's jump in. So again, at the beginning of this passage, Jesus straight up tells us not to be a bunch of hypocrites. <laughs> I admit, I always think it's funny when you find these places in the Bible where it uses words and phrases and things like that that I would not expect. Like, would you expect Jesus to be like, you bunch of hypocrites? <laughs> I think it's almost kind of funny. Um and I'm always a little bit shocked when, when things like that come up in the Bible. But what is being said here is prayer is, and our prayer life is having an unselfish actions and no selfish expectations. Um, our reward for our prayer is getting to have the amazing creator of the universe listen to us. He is our reward. No matter what happens from there, whatever he does with our prayer is his will and his peace for us. And we have to trust him and trust that he is going to, you know, deliver his steadfast love in the way that needs to be done through our lives. But uh, our public prayer life should be an overflow of our private prayer life. 
And the intent is to speak with God, not to have a better prayer than anybody else's. It's not to use the perfect terminology, uh, the specific words you have been told to say or receive praise from others for having the best format. Prayer is about giving it to God and his will, not about our posterity. And so that's what Jesus is really saying here about being a hypocrite. It's not about, you know, you know, preaching to everybody for, um, you know, our own praise, because when you're praying, it's for God's praise. And so, you know, by, by trying to do this publicly in a way that deserves other people's praise of our prayer, you're being, you're being a hypocrite by not giving it to God, because that's what prayer is all about, is giving it to God. So what should we do? What should our prayers include? So should we recite the prayer exactly how Jesus does? I'm going to say no, not because the prayer is not beautiful, complete, and perfect, but because that is not what Jesus is intending. I am not a theologian or a pastor myself, but all holy men I have heard speak on this agree that Jesus is giving us here a framework on how to pray. In fact, he specifically says not to use, you know, empty phrases. He wants it to be authentic. So number one, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So first, we need to give our God the glory. This is the creator of the universe we are talking to. We are giving it to him, but it is his will, our surrender to his glory first. So that's the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to give God the glory. Second, give us this day our daily bread. Ask for our needs. That's what we do next. We ask for our needs. Who can we turn to but to the Lord? He wants us to lay down our needs. He wants us to recognize that we can't do this whole life all on our own. No, do not be afraid to ask him. We can't, you know, we can't do all of this. We can't be expected to do all of this on our own. That is the basis for all who believe in our Lord that we have to lay it all down at the foot of the cross and ask him, the creator of the universe and the sovereign ruler of this world, to take our problems because we will not be strong enough ever on our own. We are not strong enough on our own to do this all. That is what he's asking us to do is to lay it all down and to ask him for help. He asks us not to worry, but to give it all to him. So that's the second thing we're going to do is we're going to ask for our needs. And then the third thing, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. Ask for forgiveness. We are sinners. We have all messed up and we will continue to all mess up. We will never be perfect. No matter how hard we try, we are only perfect through him. So we need to ask for his forgiveness for our continual things that we are going to end up um, messing up. And because of him and through him, that is how we will have our redemption. The fourth thing, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So ask for guidance. So that's the fourth thing is we got to ask for guidance. We cannot lean on our own understanding. We must lean on him and he will make our path straight. So ask him for guidance in, in all of our ways and what we're doing. Um, that's the fourth thing is to ask for guidance. And then the fifth thing is for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So we finish this whole thing with again, giving him the glory. Finish your prayer with his, with his praise. So again, give him the glory. So we all come to the table for Thanksgiving. 
and we all come in in different ways and and from different backgrounds and it's a wonderful time where we can all get together and even though the prayer may feel uncomfortable uh, for some of us um, I just ask you guys through this this time to keep a prayer in your heart because God knows our heart he knows our heart and so keep a prayer in your heart and forgiveness for everyone. Give glory to our God. Ask for what you need. Ask for forgiveness. Ask for guidance. And in the end, in, end it with his praise. Praise him. You got this, Mama. Our God is good. Hear my cry, O oh God. Listen to my prayer. I am so honored that you showed up today to listen to this little podcast of mine where we talk about big things. If you want to comment, share, laugh, or cry about what we talked about today, then come on over and join the Facebook group where we have a safe space that you can share it all because we kind of need people in this big old world, people that understand. And if you are like, heck yeah, that was awesome. Where can I get more? First, hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and then hurry on over to findingfaithabove.com where you will find so much goodness all created just for you because I love you. I've been where you're at, and I want to help you to have all the hope and none of the lost. Resources, art, Bible studies, it's all there just for you. FindingFaithAbove.com. I'll see you next time.